Welcome back to the Soul Food Sneakers podcast. I am Dustin. I am your host. And today we're continuing on from last week's show, talking all about the stories that sneakers tell. Last week, we looked at some narrative gems from Nike and Jordan brand. This week, we're going to take a dive into sneakers from Adidas, Asics, Saucony, Reebok, New Balance, discover the stories that people have been telling with those brands. We kicked off last week's episode by highlighting James Whitner and his creative endeavors with both Amamanier and Social Status. This week, I want to start in Chicago, Illinois with a shoe and a brand that is, ironically, not associated with Michael Jordan or his partners at Nike Incorporated. And with a designer who's mark on that brand through the quality of his sneaker efforts and the stories he's told with them have brought both he and the brand a great deal of critical acclaim, commercial success, and that ever-important seal of approval from those who love and live sneakers as a whole. Joe Freshgoods is indeed from Chicago and made a name for himself the old-fashioned way meaning he worked his way up from the bottom by putting in work at retail spots around the city before selling his own clothes out of his friend's garage and finally opening Fat Tiger, a brick and mortar that became a popular hangout spot for local artists and rappers. His eye-catching designs created a buzz and a word of mouth for fresh goods that eventually found its way to sneakers' biggest brands. And while he has well-received collabs with the likes of Converse and Vans, it's his work with New Balance that has made his name synonymous with must-have in sneaker culture. And like Jay-Z, the Notorious B.I.G., Nas, N.W.A., 50 Cent, and Wu-Tang, Joe Freshgood's first effort with New Balance is still his best. The Joe Freshgood's New Balance 992 No Emotions Are Emotions dropped during the NBA All-Star Weekend in 2020, a weekend that has been big in the past for Nike, Jordan, and Adidas, but not so much for New Balance, who have had a hard time tapping into the hype so easily enjoyed by those other brands' biggest collabs. But that changed with the No Emotions 992 as it became one of the biggest sneaker talking points of that weekend. Helped in no small part by its association with New Balance's most famous and celebrated signature athlete, Kawhi Leonard, fresh off a championship the season before with the Toronto Raptors. So, what's the story? Well, according to Fresh Goods, the New Balance No Emotions Are Emotions works on a few different levels. Firstly, the 992 wasn't the only shoe New Balance and Fresh Goods dropped that weekend. They also dropped a signature model for Kawhi, the Omni One, a mid-cut basketball shoe covered in emoji-like faces all bearing the meh expression, which is a straight-across line rather than a curved-up smile or a curved-down frown. This is a playful way of poking fun at Leonard's emotionally reserved manner on and off the court and his subdued media appearances. Leonard is the introvert's introvert, a man very talented and very famous for his talents who says little, shows little, and would rather be at home chilling than on the town clubbing. But a man with a powerful drive to become the best at what he does and win at the highest level. His two championships and two finals MVPs with two separate teams are a testament to this. Joe Freshgoods relates. He says no emotions are emotions is pretty much for people in the world who don't speak loudly about what they're going to do. They just do it. People with heart, in other words. And this is why the color blocking of the 992 is taken from the anatomy of a human heart with pinks and reds and suede overlays standing in 
for chambers and arteries and a pair of blue laces for veins. It's a brilliant idea, a beautiful rendition, and most importantly, it looks incredible. The shoes today go for thousands of dollars a pair, due both to being highly covetable as well as having only dropped in a few thousand pairs available exclusively in Chicago on All-Star Weekend. The pastel shades that accent the 992 No Emotions would find their way back into Fresh Goods' rotation of subsequent collaborations with the Massachusetts brand. In 2022, he released a trio of 993s in pastels of pink, green, and blue. The pack, called Performance Art, celebrated the considerable impact black men and women have had on the entertainment industry as a whole throughout America's history. That same year, Fresh Goods helped launch New Balance's brand new silhouette, the 9060, with his Inside Voices pack, a duo of kicks in pastels of pink and blue that told the story of what it was like to grow up in a black household where the use of inside voices was expected inside the house and outside clothes were expected to be changed when coming in from play which is what he called the new balance he collaborated on in 2021. The Outside Clothes 990 V3 was another big hit for both designer and brand and featured sneakers covered in the browns of dirty backyards, the greens of fresh mowed lawns, and the blues of clear summer skies. Fresh Goods has over a dozen New Balance collabs under his belt, and to go through them all would take the whole episode, but rest assured, Every one of them has a well-thought-out, important, and personal story attached that is equal parts history lesson and autobiography. Another important and prolific designer whose talents New Balance has widely engaged is New York native Salehi Bembry, current vice president of sneakers and footwear at Versace and a man who had previously designed for both Yeezy brand and Adidas. With such an accomplished resume, you would expect that Bembry would bring his A-game to any collaboration he agreed to take part in, and that was exactly what he did at New Balance. With nine colorways on four different silhouettes, Bembry's work on models such as the 2002 R, 574-990 V2, and the little-known Test Run 3.0 are as eye-catchingly exuberant as are the stories behind the sneakers. His 2002 R's, for example, called Peace Be the Journey and Water Be the Guide, respectively, tell the stories of Antelope Canyon in Arizona and Havasu Falls in the Grand Canyon, also in Arizona. The Antelope Canyon sneaker is covered in the colors of wavy rock formations found within the actual site and was inspired by a peaceful journey Bembry took deep into the canyons, which included seeing crystallized deposits bodies of water and rocks that changed from brown to orange to blue. The crystallized N on the side of the shoe in amongst the brown and orange suede represents this beautifully. On the Havasu Falls shoe, you have the turquoise browns, greens, and pinks that can be found at the site of the falls. And again, the shoe represents a journey where you must follow the water to find the falls. Hence, water be the guide. Bembry also added a third chapter to this story with the 990 V2 he did called Sand Be the Time. This one is covered in pastel pink, salmon, and purple and represents the multicolored sand dunes of southwest Utah, a place that is as timeless as it is beautiful. His reworked and over-the-top 574s for the brand, which he calls the Yurt Pack, are shoes that are meant to act as Swiss army knives for the feet for hikes in a multitude of climates and conditions. They feature an exaggerated midsole with a roll bar, multiple materials with durability in mind and the standout item, a fully functioning whistle installed in the heel of the shoe. 
The yurts are a lot of shoe, and opinion on them is very split, with some people thinking that they are as ugly as a shoe has ever been, while others thinking they are a masterpiece of design. It's worth mentioning that Bembry's most well-known contribution to sneakers isn't technically a sneaker at all. His Pollux clogs for Crocs, which have now been released in dozens of different colorways, are refashioned Crocs covered in wavy foam that is actually made up of three of Bembry's fingerprints merged together. A true signature statement from an icon of design and fashion who shows no signs of slowing or being bereft of inspiration. I always say that New Balance is one of the most interesting and exciting sneaker brands in the world today. From their carefully curated collaborations to their deep roster of silhouettes and classic GR colorways, to their commitment to handmade quality for some of their more premium offerings, very few brands are doing it better than New Balance right now. And that includes the stories they've told in collabs from the likes of Kith, Concepts, Stray Rats, Bodega, and Double Taps. Their archives are a library, and their sneakers are the books that tell the stories. And they have a lot of stories to tell, but not as many as Adidas. Now, the most obvious story of Adidas as far as the stories their sneakers have told is the story of Yeezy brand and the man behind it. But as much as people could and probably will fill a book about the ill-fated partnership between Kanye West and Adidas... Every Yeezy is really only the story of one thing, and that one thing is Kanye. Every model, every release, every colorway is basically just an extension of Kanye's ego, which thankfully is not the case for some of Adidas's other collaborations, of which arguably their most consistent and well-known is Pharrell Williams, who began his partnership with the brand by releasing a color wheel of 50 monochromatic Adidas superstars and continued on by putting his imprint on the Adidas NMD, one of 2016's biggest, most hyped sneakers. For the collab, Pharrell worked with the Native American MHA Nation of North Dakota. Using the prime knit uppers and bouncy boost midsoles of the NMD as a canvas to spread the message of the MHA Decorating the shoes with oversized lettering, spelling messages such as human race, human made, human being, and human species, and dressing the shoes in the colors of the nation, he also released clothing that featured the MHA's tribal patterns and messages to go along with the capsule. Pharrell has used the NMD to tell a multitude of stories of people and places around the world for years, including models covered in animal print, Shoes with messages written in Korean, Japanese, and Chinese characters, and logos from his other brands like Billionaire Boys Club and Ice Cream. Amazingly, Kanye and Pharrell are not Adidas's biggest collaborators. That honor goes to a Mrs. Beyonce Knowles, who began a collaborative clothing and sneaker line with Adidas in 2016 called Ivy Park. Ivy Park is named for Beyonce's daughter, with Jay-Z named Blue Ivy, and for the Parkwood Park in Houston, where... Beyonce grew up and would exercise by going for runs with her father. She claims to have built willpower and resiliency there by pushing herself to keep going even on the days she didn't feel like running or on runs where she wanted to stop but forbade herself. The capsules that came out of the Ivy Park line also told their own individual stories, such as the Ivy Topia Drop, which came out in 2022 and used colors, materials, and designs to tell the story of our species living through and overcoming the COVID pandemic. 
The clothing and sneakers, including a pair of all-beige Adidas Savage Trail Runners, told the story of all the places we could travel to, the sights we could see and connections we could make again as the world once again opened for business. But while Beyonce's Ivy-topia sneakers told stories about our species as a whole, a more recent Adidas collab, care of the Cincinnati skate shop Unheard Of, seeks to tell a much more personal, much more localized story via the Adidas Rivalry Low, an 80s basketball sneaker that was adopted by skateboarders long ago. Unheard Of's rivalries, called Grandma's Couch, are on one hand pretty self-explanatory, but on another, a dense and detailed tribute to shop founder Philip Lipschitz's grandmother, a woman who helped raise him and had a funky style all her own. On one of the pairs, the shoes are covered in purple leather, which was a color his grandmother used to wear on special occasions and is also a color that represents strength and resiliency. Underneath the leather panels in corduroy are the floral patterns of his grandmother's couch. On the back heel are sewn the words, Always be a good boy, something she used to say to Philip, and on the insole is a printing of a floral watercolor that Philip's grandfather gave his grandmother as a gift many years ago. It's a heartfelt tribute and isn't the first time Philip has used unheard of's, or indeed the Adidas rivalry low, to do so. Earlier this year, the shop collaborated with Adidas on a shoe called Erica's Poem, a tribute to Philip's late sister who loved music and loved poetry. The shoe is covered in some of her poetry, is dressed up in the colors of some of her favorite albums, and even comes in a shoebox made up to look like the sleeve of a cassette tape. Reebok, who was owned by Adidas until 2021, also has a fantastic collaborative history with a man who has told the story of his childhood through his partnership with the brand. Kendrick Lamar hooked up with Reebok in 2015, right around the time his seminal album To Pimp a Butterfly was released. For his first shoe with the brand, he chose the Reebok Ventilator, a shoe that Reebok was making a strong push for a comeback during that year. A year later, in 2016, he again collaborated with the brand, this time on the Reebok Classic Leather. On KDOT's interpretation of that model, he chose to tell the story of the place of his upbringing, Compton, California, a place with a rich hip-hop history, but with a long history of gang-related gun violence and a place that was pulverized by the crack epidemic of the 1980s. Kendrick has spoken of, wrapped, and released album art that depicts uniting the area's two most famous gangs, the Crips and the Bloods, once and for all. And he used his ventilator collab to continue to push that message forward. The shoes look pretty plain and basic at first glance, but as with the man's music, there is a lot going on underneath the surface. The heel of the left shoe says blue and is accented with a blue tongue tag. The heel on the right shoe says red and is accented with a red tongue tag. On the back of both tongue tags are the word neutral, which is also the color of the upper of the shoes. And that's about it. But what more needs to be said? The shoes are mostly colorless and only contain small slivers of the colors that differentiate them. Kendrick's way of saying that there is more that unites us than drives us apart. In 2014, Reebok celebrated the 20th anniversary of their Instapump Fury, a very loud and tech-heavy laceless silhouette that somehow still looks ahead of its time almost 30 years after its debut. To celebrate, the brand tapped a couple dozen different designers and shops from around the world to use the model to tell their stories. This resulted in a lot of beautiful, exciting, outrageous, and unusual interpretations. 
One of the standouts, though, was the Boston Shop Concepts, who used the Instapump to tell the story of gaudy late 90s hip-hop fashion, where the more bling and flash you sported, the better. The shoes were covered in wavy blue florals, patterned after silk Versace shirts, and golden accents throughout with pink hits on the tongue. Reebok's sneakers have also told the stories of Hall of Fame athletes like Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson, who this year were appointed president and vice president of basketball operations and had previously both been given lifetime contracts with the brand. Which is good as Reebok has been accused, and fairly, of never releasing anything new or exciting and just leaning on decades of old silhouettes to make sales. As has Puma who, despite some exciting and or profitable recent collaborations with the likes of J. Cole and LaMelo Ball, lean very, very heavily on their Puma Suede and Puma Clyde, which are basically the same shoe, to tell their stories. And there have been good stories told on those models from the likes of Atmos and Staple, and even fun co-branded drops with Haribo and Minecraft and Nickelodeon. But arguably the brand's most fascinating story came in the form of a little-known and little-worn silhouette which debuted in 1993. The Puma Blaze of Glory is a Nike Hiraki knockoff that was more or less ignored until sneaker magazine extraordinaire Sneaker Freaker did up a version of the shoe that told the story of a shark attack off the coast of Melbourne, Australia, where the mag is based. The shoe was released in several colorways over the years, including one called Great White, which looks like a great white shark, and includes a white midsole with pink gum hits, a river of blood-looking tread splashed underneath, a shark tooth hang tag, and sneaker freaker branding. A notable colorway for the release was one called Black Beast, which is the same as the Great White shoe, but with an all-black upper. The first run of the Black Beast version in 2007 featured 30 friends and family pairs that had panels of actual shark skin installed in them, which, if you're a vegetarian or oceanic activist of any kind, won't sound cool to you, but probably sounds very cool to everyone else. Don't worry, though. They only made 30. When the shoe was released in 2013, it dropped sans shark skin. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're telling our own story here on Soul Food by telling the stories of all of these sneakers. And the story we are telling is that sneakers are well and truly global. I know New York likes to think and say that sneaker culture begins and ends on the streets of its famous city. But so far, we've talked about New Balance, which started in and is still based out of Massachusetts. We've talked about Adidas from Germany, Reebok from England, Puma also from Germany, and Diadora from Veneto, Italy, a brand who became big in the States on the feet of Italian-Americans, including those of whom belonged to a certain society of organized criminals, and thereby became shoes of interest to mafia-obsessed teens who would go on to have legendary rap careers. Teens like the future Wu-Tang spitter Raekwon the Chef, who has been one of Diodora's most ardent supporters and who, in 2015, collaborated with the brand on their N9000 model to tell the story of his seminal debut solo album, 1995's Only Built for Cuban Links. Cuban Links became a fan-favorite Wu-Tang-related project as soon as it dropped, thanks as much to the raw, razor-sharp music as the way it was presented. Known then and even now as the Purple Tape, the cassette version of the album arrived in purple. Raekwon was inspired by the way drug dealers would wrap their product in different colored baggies to differentiate it from other dealers' products. So someone looking for a particular kind of high might say, 
who's got that purple became who's got that purple tape for someone looking for a particular type of hip hop. The Diodora N9000 purple tape came covered heel to toe in purple suede. On the left shoe on the back heel is the number one. On the right shoe is the number two for sides one and two of the album. The insoles are printed with song titles from each side of the tape. The tongues has Raekwon and Diodora branding made to look like parental advisory sticker and the outsole of the shoes are a translucent gum, a nod to the translucent purple of the original cassette. So that's Italy and New York via Raekwon via Wu-Tang. But what self-respecting show about global sneaker stories would be complete without a trip to one of the world's hot spots of sneaker culture, fandom and innovation, Japan. For sneaker historians, ASICS will always be most famous for starting life as Onitsuka Tiger, the brand Phil Knight got his start in sneakers with by selling their shoes to track runners in the U.S. before branching off and starting his own Blue Ribbon Sports, which eventually became Nike. Many years later, German sneaker shop A Few essentially forced ASICS to collaborate with them when they made a one-of-one version of the ASICS Gel Light 3, which they called the Koi a shoe with the colors of a koi fish, which paid tribute to Japanese culture, cuisine, marine life, architecture, and language. The shoes became a sensation on sneaker media sites and quickly got the attention of ASICS, who, after refusing a collaboration with a few initially due to the store's relatively small sneaker footprint in the industry, released a proper version of the shoe in May of 2015. They also released an orange version a few years later with the ASICS A Few Koi being a Japanophile's dream. As well as the shoes themselves, which feature the colors of the koi fish, are embellished with Japanese characters and outsoles that look like the rocks found in a koi pond. If you were lucky enough to grab one of the special edition wooden bento box shoe boxes from the stores themselves, inside you would get some special edition chopsticks, a jar of white laces for wasabi, a jar of black and red laces for soy sauce, a dust bag, and a booklet about the design process. All in all, the shoes tell the story of Japan Day. Japan Day is an annual festival in Dusseldorf, Germany. Once a year, the Japanese community celebrates the German-Japanese friendship with Dusseldorf residents as Dusseldorf has the third largest Japanese community outside Japan in Europe. And a few is located right in the heart of the biggest Japanese neighborhood in Dusseldorf. It's a beautiful story of a beautiful friendship between two countries told on a beautiful and ultimately very expensive sneaker. Of course, ASICS has told many, many great stories with its footwear over the last 46 years of its existence. And if we had the time, I would make a whole episode about them, as I would with other great brands with other great stories to tell. Saucony, who consistently released some of the funnest and funkiest sneakers available today, Vans, who have a long, rich history in skate and surf culture, and up-and-comers like Hoka, On, and Salomon, who are just starting to dip their toes into collaborative and storytelling waters. As I said at the beginning of part one of this series, every sneaker tells three stories. The story of how they were made, the story of why they were made, and most importantly, your story where you've been, and where you'll go in those sneakers. Maybe your sneakers will take you around the world. Maybe they'll take you to important life events like weddings, births, and funerals. Maybe they'll take you to the Olympics or to a pro sports league. 
or maybe they'll sit on a shelf or in a box amongst a hundred other sneakers, collected but forgotten. That's okay too. That's its own kind of story. Because that's what's so great about sneakers, no matter where they go. They all tell one.